and welcome to the meeting. Please enter your passcode followed by the pound or hash key and I'll connect you. Please hold while I confirm your passcode. Thank you. Your passcode is confirmed. When you hear the tone, you will be the third person to join the meeting. Afternoon, you know, somewhere in that midday would probably be good. Okay. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hello. I have Neil on the line for you. All right. Very good. Sorry, just one. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. How are you? As I, I told I'm you, I'm doing uh, good. Thank you for your patience. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. I, uh, I spoke to your, uh, your, your colleague Kim earlier. She was wonderful, uh, and uh, like, like I did leading off with her, I'll uh, mention that I'm, I'm friends with Andrea Romano, and I didn't realize that that she voice directed you guys on this until, uh, until the credits rolled. And so, uh, so hopefully, at the very least, you know, not, not everything right. I've got for you will be the seven things that I'm sure you've gotten a lot of. Uh, on on this particular property, I, I like giving people a chance to to talk about Andrea and uh, and why she is the queen. Uh, well, you know, you probably know you probably know why she is better than we do. But uh, <laughs> well, you guys have actually. No, I, I, I've got to figure with all that with all that with all that she's worked on. I don't think there's anybody better at, at keeping a, a tight lip about things. Okay. Well, if, uh, if you're ready to go, uh, I'll just jump right in. Uh, yeah. uh, so what, what did you, what were you into as a kid? Whether it was movies, TV, cartoons, comic books. I mean, what, what were you a fan of? A lot of people are fans of Ultron, fans of various different properties that you've worked on. Uh, but what were you a fan of as a kid, Neil? I was a huge Trekkie as a kid, huge Trekkie. Um, big fan of, uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons, you know, the basic Saturday morning stuff that was on in the, in the seventies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say it was primarily those couple of things. And then as I got older, uh, baseball somehow edged a lot of that out of my soul. What uh, what led you into acting? What what got you into acting? Uh, people, I find a lot of times voice actors get into acting, whether through theater or, or another means, and they find their way into voice acting. What was your path like? Yeah, you know, I um, I grew up kind of always fascinated by the human voice. Um, I, I I listened to and appreciated. Uh, old radio shows when I was a kid um, through the influence of, of a, a, an elementary school teacher that uh, had been involved in my life and my mother's life. Um, and even before that, uh, I, I was the kid who did impressions in elementary school. I was the eight-year-old who did Jimmy Stewart impressions and, and stuff like that. Um, I grew up watching a, a TV show called Copycats, which was sort of a precursor to Saturday Night Live, where the characters were more vocally based than putting on makeup and indicating that you were you were Richard Nixon. Uh, you did you had to do it vocally, so that just always inspired me. Um, and then when I finally got into theater, 
uh, still in elementary school, but when I got in the theater, uh, my characters always started from a, a, a vocal point, and and my choices either supported that voice or would alter that voice, but the voice somehow always came first. In doing your your theater work, did so, you? So you know, I was studying music. No, 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 no. no, no I, go I was ahead, just going to go say. Ahead. So when I was studying. Uh, when I was studying musical theater in New York, um, I, through uh, my uncle, met somebody who had a radio show and ended up doing drop-ins for his, um, for his show on CBS FM and got myself behind the mic and went, wait, this is kind of comfortable. This is kind of fun. Took a, took a class and one thing led to another and I found that the stage fright that I was having problems dealing with as a stage actor were no longer an issue um, when I worked behind the mic. And then, of course, when you combine that with the factor of if you can play it, you can play it. So there's that freedom of, of the imagination that really fueled my my love for the art. In terms of the kinds of characters that you played as a as a theater actor, as a musical theater actor, um, were you did you find yourself uh, I wouldn't say pigeonholed, but w- specializing in in character roles, what people would would typically consider, you know, some something that wasn't necessarily the you know the romantic lead, that kind of a thing. Uh, and did that did that extend into your life as a voice actor? Yes, most definitely. Um, probably the most boring thing I've ever done on stage was playing a character called Hero in a show titled uh, Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum. <laughs> and it was the romantic lead, it was the heroic character, and it was just duller than dirt. You know, and so, yeah, I was definitely always the character guy. As a matter of fact, when I went to my high, you know, 20, high, 20, or 20 and 25 year high school reunion, I had a lot of people telling me, you look the same. And it's like, no, this is just how you used to see me on stage. This is the same white hair that I used to put on as makeup and the same wrinkles that I used to draw in are just now real. You know, so all the characters I used to play as a kid, I'm actually old enough to play. So uh, I think one of these days I, I'll need to go back and do some stage work again. <laughs> That's great. I, I I did for him once, and uh, and we I, I played Marcus Lycus and a buddy of mine who played Pseudolus and I. We were like, oh, that poor guy playing hero. He's got to come on and do that that tremendously boring song again. Poor guy playing the romantic lead. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's rough. Uh, so, well, I was told, I was told by the director. In fact, you know, when we were partway through the run, he, he thanked me and he said, "You know, I could have cast you as Pseudolus, but we wouldn't have had a hero, and I could have cast you as Hysterium, and you'd have been great, and we wouldn't have had a hero, and I could have cast you as Marcus Lycus, but." You, we would have been without a hero, 
and he, you know, basically named off all the fun roles, all the all the all the other guys in the show that I could have played, but then they would have been without a, you know, a hero. So it's like, you know, thank you for the for for doing the the boring heavy lifting. You know, when everybody else has the fun songs and everybody else has the, you know, the the wonderfully lascivious material, you get to be boring. <laughs> here's here's the milk toast part. Do do what you want with it. So I I, I imagine that um, yeah that uh, that working working on on something like Voltron where you're getting to play a heavy um, and. As as I understand it, were were you part of the group records that they did? Yes. So, I know that that's not always the way that these things go. A lot of times they record people separately these days. You've done a lot of video game work. I know a lot of that is grunting and screaming for hours and uh, and and uh, and wishing for a way out. Uh, you know what what is the difference that a group recording atmosphere does uh, for for uh, for somebody like you who's done this a lot? and who doesn't always have that opportunity to, to actually do the kind of group reading, you know, theatrical performance kind of, uh, kind of experience when you're doing VO. Well, it does allow for, you know, a little bit of that, 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 that inspiration in the moment, that chemistry that you'll get from combining actors in, in the room. Um, and it really did help to settle in, you know, a, a feeling for the for the rest of the records. Now, as we went further on, um, we did do less and less group recording because we do have, you know, a couple of cast members which are who are also cast members on popular television shows, and they had to be out of town to film. Um, you know, and we certainly did miss their presence, but having worked with them, you know, we could draw on that a little bit. And that's where, that's where the strength and brilliance of, of, of a director like Andrea really comes into play. You know, some of the, some of the best work I've ever done has been under her supervision, you know, and, 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 and following her leadership. She was the director on StarCraft Two, which I think is some of the best work I've ever done. And when I sit there and watch the cinematics from that game, I almost have to remind myself that the actors were never in the same room at the same time. And what people don't realize is how important the director is in that case, because if you miss set up a, if you set an actor's frame of reference in the wrong place, whether that's physically or emotionally or mentally, something's not going to ring true in that scene when you hear it back later. It's just, it's, it's almost like it's subconscious. You'll notice that something just doesn't feel right. And so that's where a director's Strength really comes into play when you've got actors who aren't playing off of each other, aren't in that same room. You know, it's 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 so easy for a talented actor to go down the wrong path because they're not led firmly enough, or they're 
they're not led sure-handedly enough or they're left to their own devices and then somebody somebody has to edit that together or make it coherent you know that's really tough but when you've got somebody like Andrea you know that's you know you you know she's going to she's going to have you going in the right direction you know she's going to set that mood when you're working alone that it's going to it's going to work you know and and um, certainly when you learn that, you know, you become a little bit more fearless. You become a little bit more daring. Um, and then, because I do do a lot of my work on video games, and I do work by myself so often that uh, I can get into a position where when I'm doing a, a third, a second, third, fourth, or fifth take, where I'm just sitting there going, oh, no, why am I taking so long? And then you get to work on a show where you work with other people and you watch them do ADR or you hear them flub a line or you hear them just kind of forget the character momentarily. And all of a sudden it's like you get this affirmation that you're allowed to be human because you see these other people who you respect, you respect their work, you respect their technique, you respect their end result so much that when you see them being human, it's like, oh yeah, I'm allowed to be human too. So I've been given so many gifts on a professional level from being able to do this show, um, work with these incredible people, you know, and watch them do their thing, you know, that uh, it's 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 helped me learn and grow on uh, in so many ways. I don't think I'll fully understand it for a long time. That's great. I've just got one more for you, and and kind of on on that same thread. Uh, was there anybody that you got? Not spoiling anything. Ooh, of course. <laughs> uh, was there anybody that you got to uh-huh. play with in a scene in particular that was that was particularly fun? That was particularly rewarding? That was that that kind of thing where you you came out of the the session that day, you know, with a with a big smile on your face because you really got to you got to dig into the kind of you know you you would say the 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 pseudolus Marcus like us back and forth uh, that uh, that you don't always get to when you're stuck in a booth. Yeah, so many people. I mean, from, from top to bottom, I, I've known Kimberly Brooks, who's pro- playing Princess Allura, for more years than I think she'd like to admit. Um, but to work with her after knowing her all these years, we've been on video games together where we were never in the room together. But to to see her and to hear her and to hear the character she's playing was, was wondrous. I, I mean, my henchwoman, my henchwoman, my sidekick, my confidant, my, my, my scepter holder is pre-summer. Pre-summer, for crying out loud. I mean... If she ain't the queen of animation, she's certainly nominated for it. She has worked on so many classic things, you know, that it's incredible to know that that's my backup. You know, she inspires me 
every single time I see her. Not only is she an amazing talent, she's an incredible... This sounds bad, this sounds so hokey and so show-busy, but she really is an amazing human being. She, to, For me to, to bask in her essence as a person and as a talent, I am one lucky man. And then when you talk about Reese Darby, Reese is so funny. He just functions on a completely different wavelength. It's it's amazing. And at this point, I've known I've known Josh Keaton for a half a decade. You know, from from having worked together on Starcraft too. And be, I mean, he's he's Spider Man. He's Green Lantern. And he's Shiro. I mean, come on. The guy is the voice of, of, of a hero. And I mean that in a good way. And to hear him and to watch him act and to, and to see him play this character. And, and, and Steven, please. I mean, how, how do I sit there? How do I sit there and not dork out as a fan of The Walking Dead because I'm working next to Steven? Okay? And, and he's so darn good in the role. You know, so it's like, you know, I've got the fanboy part of my brain that sits there and is so thrilled to be working with him. And then I sit there and go, he's, he's, this isn't, this isn't some celebrity casting here. This isn't, he's, wow, he's good. What he does with, with, what he does, you know, with, 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 with Keith is just, I mean, it's, it's really solid work. And I mean, you know, Ty, another guy who's just hilarious and cracks me up and is the embodiment of his character. He is Hunk and Hunk is Ty, you know, and, 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 and to hear Jeremy, who, who I've gotten so familiar with from, from Adventure Time, to hear this, this other aspect of him, and he's just really embodies Lance. And then to top it all off, I mean, I just have such a professional crush on, on Bex. I just, I, I love every time I get to work with, with this woman. Pidge is such a great character and is so much fun. Um, I, I just, I sit here and I hope that the fans will love it as much as, as I did. And I got to tell you, I don't love it because I'm in it. I love it because I'm a fanboy. I love it because I'm a guy goes to Comic Con and sits out in the audience and and eats it up, whether it's a whether it's a Walking Dead panel or a Futurama panel or an Animaniacs panel or a cosplay panel. I mean, I'm a I'm a fanboy, and I loved what I've seen so far, and I I just I I, I ooze with enthusiasm, you know, just literally because of what every member of this team brings to it, whether it's Andrea or Joaquin or Lauren or the writing staff or the designers. I mean, the look of this show is just so great that I'm just, I, I know it may never happen again, and I'm enjoying each and every moment of it, each and every moment of getting to work with these people, each and every moment of getting to be a part of it, and I'm looking forward to enjoying the fans' enjoyment. 
Well, it's a lot of fun, man. I, I saw the you know the the, uh, the the pilot movie, as it were, and uh, and it's got me wanting to watch more. And I, I watched the original as a kid, but uh, you know I don't have a, a super encyclopedic right. memory of it. But the, the any if there were any concerns that I had, I don't know that I did because I mean you look at that cast, you look at the production team that's behind it, you look at the quality of the animation. It's um, especially the fact that you guys are going out on Netflix. I mean that's that's the ideal. That's what that's what people are going to want to do is watch episode after episode after episode, you know, like they're coming home from school <laughs> and watching it, you know, watching it watching it at 4 p.m. uh that kind of thing. So I, you know, I I, I couldn't yeah. uh, I couldn't give you more more enthusiastic uh, plaudits uh, over this, you know, cartoon for kids that you know, I I'll be damned. It's it's pretty it's pretty entertaining for adults too. No, this is this is one that the whole family is going to be able to to sit down and watch and enjoy, and you know, I mean, I think I think we've got some some characters who are some decent role models for 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 kids. Um, I think uh, you know it, it's it's good storytelling that will allow conversation between uh, parent and child um, and. You know, the, whether it's the nostalgia of the parents. And the interesting thing about it is we're honoring the original and yet doing something new at the same time. And, and from both aspects, I think, I think it's firing on all pistons. Well, you, you mentioned, you know, honoring the original and following another performance, and I, I'd be remiss. I would, I'd probably kick myself to not, to not ask, you know, the one other guy who's done Optimus Prime, what it was like filling those 16-wheeler-sized shoes? Uh, it, was, it was pretty amazing, you know, and, and I'm doing it again. But this time, the, the difference is with Optimus Prime, I didn't know Peter. I just knew his voice. And so I tried to honor that sound and that essence. But this time, I'm doing something completely new, and yet, I also knew the actor who played him originally. I, I, I know Jack Angel. I adore Jack Angel. And I only hope that I, uh, that I make him proud with, uh, with the original choices that I've made playing Zarkon. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of it, man. It, uh, it makes me quake in my boots. It's, it's got that, that feeling to it. Um, but that's, that's all that I need. Thank you so much. This is great. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, guys. Have a good one. All right. Have a good night now. Thanks, Neil. You betcha, Lauren. So just send me an email and let me know what time uh, what time you need me.